Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into a very special edition of Hog Hoops Live. We're a traveling show now. Got to bring you a couple live shows from Nashville during the SEC tournament today, coming to you from a, a remote setup in St. Louis from my dad's house. That's where I'm hunkering down for the next couple of days until I head up to Indianapolis to cover the team in the NCAA tournament. That's right, March Madness. The Razorbacks are back. They're in the big dance. We need to talk about it. I want to hear from you. Get your comments and questions in the chat. Tell me how you're feeling. No more time to waste. Welcome in once again to Hog Hoops Live. All right, no more suspense. The wait is over. I'm sure everybody turned tuned in on Selection Sunday. The Hogs, whew, they weren't on bubble watch, but everybody was anticipating where they were going to wind up. I know I was the entire day, but the Hogs earned a three seed, kind of like we all expected, and drew a first-round matchup with, drumroll please, Colgate, the 14 seed. Colgate. No, not the toothpaste. We're talking about the Patriot League champions, the Raiders. 11.45 on Friday, True TV. True TV of, of all the, <laughs> right? Of all the different channels they could have been on, Arkansas gets on True TV. Go figure. But that's okay. Bankers Life Arena, that's awesome. Home of the Indiana Pacers. You get to play in an NBA arena for the first game. It's exciting. You know, I... Pardon my head going back and forth a little bit. Usually I have the dual monitors, so I'm kind of looking over at my at my notes a little bit and the bracket. I keep looking at this bracket. Today's been the first time that I've really been able to dive into it. I, I like the draw that Arkansas has, and we're going to dive into that a little bit. But first we need to talk about Colgate, and I've got to be honest, I'm a little bit surprised at how nervous people are about this game. I, I really am. I guess I understand how the numbers can make people – uh, you know, a little bit nervous, and, and Colgate does appear dangerous, and they can be. You know, there's been one random team in the NCAA net rankings all season long at the top, in the top 10 the whole year, uh, that you look at everybody else and you see all these power programs, the high-profile teams, and then that one random team that's in there, and you're like, what the heck are they doing there? Well, that's Colgate, right? And that's the draw that Arkansas has. There are some reasons that those analytics are a little bit skewed. I, I, I will admit that, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, it's interesting. Hey, you know, first of all, I'm not overlooking these guys at all. Neither is Musk, neither is the team. Anything can happen in March. We have seen stranger things happen than, than a 14 beat a 3 in recent years, right? But, listen, Arkansas should win this game going away in the end. There's a reason the Razorbacks are the 3 seed, and Colgate's a 14. But but let's talk about them. They are 14-1 and one on the year. Won their conference tournament. It's really interesting. They actually, as I look at their schedule, they didn't even start playing basketball until January. Some leagues did that. Arkansas was in a pretty good position where they were able to, to I mean, the, the season was pushed back, what, two weeks? But they had nine non-conference games and, and got almost a full league schedule in, which was nice. But these guys only played 15 games, and not only did they did they play just 15 games starting in January, of those 15 games, they only played against five different teams. Isn't that wild? That's just what this year is, right? To be honest, we're all just happy to be here 
at this point, but they've only played five teams. So looking at their schedule, they played Army four times. That's who their loss came. Their one loss of the year came to Army. They played Boston U five times, Holy Cross four times, and then one game apiece against Bucknell, and then in the Patriot League championship game against Loyola, Maryland. So to me, basically what that means is when those guys step on the floor against the Razorbacks, they are walking into a brand new world that they haven't experienced yet. You know, in in a normal year, you think about these mid-majors, low-majors that that get into March Madness and they pull off these incredible upsets. Again, not saying that that couldn't happen, but in a normal year, those teams have played some high-major, high-caliber programs earlier in the season. In the non-conference, they get paid to go do it. A lot of times it'll fund part of their season. Colgate didn't have any of those games this year. They didn't start playing until January. So when when they step on the floor against the Razorbacks, it's going to be the first time that they've they've seen that type of length, that type of athleticism, that type of skill this year. It could be a little bit of a culture shock for them. Yeah, I did watch a decent amount of film on them last night. And listen, they're not a bad team. They're really not. I think they're really well coached. That guy does a really good job. Uh, X's and O's wise, I think they've got some nice players. It, 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 it's a different level. <laughs> if if you watch, you know, some highlights of the Razorbacks, and then watch some highlights of Colgate, you can tell the difference. And again, that's why Arkansas is a three seed. These guys are a fourteen. You know, they do have the number one three point defense in the country, which is impressive no matter what. I, I wonder how much of it is their defense and how much of it is that that the five teams that they played just don't shoot it that well, right? And it's not a knock on the teams that they played, but it's just hard to evaluate Colgate really as an opponent when you have such a small sample size of games. I think that's kind of what makes people a little bit nervous about it. They do score it at a high clip, you know, over 85 points per game, one of the top scoring offenses in the country, 40% from three, so they can shoot it. And those are the teams that you worry about in March Madness. Those teams that just you know start lighting up from three. Those are the ones who usually make uh, you know those crazy upsets. They like to get out and run the floor. Now they're not an athletic team. They're not an overly athletic team, but they do like to get up and down and run the floor. I think that plays into Arkansas's favor for sure. I, I bet the Hogs do it faster, right? They do have a star guard, really, and and this guy's good, really nice player. I think he could play professionally somewhere. Jordan Burns, uh, six-foot combo guard. He's the Patriot League player of the year. He can go. This kid can really play. He's the one that you really have to contain. You think about Musselman and his game plan always. Uh, What is he typically trying to do? It's take the best player out of his game, something to throw him off of his game. And you you better believe that's going to be Jordan Burns in this one. A couple years ago, I think it was 2019, when Colgate, they gave Tennessee a scare. And it's a different team now. They've got a few of the same guys, but Jordan Burns played in that game, and Colgate only lost to Tennessee by seven. Burns had 32 on Tennessee, and that was a pretty good Tennessee team. So he's definitely one that Arkansas is going to need to focus on uh, heavily. Let me pull up their their stats just real quick. You know, outside of Burns, again, they've got they're going to have four guys on the floor at all times that can shoot it. You know, as I, I look at the next the next four scores, and they've got they've got four guys in double figures. Burns obviously leads them with 17 a game, but then you got three more guys: Jack Ferguson, Nellie Cummings, and Tucker Richardson, uh, who are all averaging in double figures, and all those guys are shooting 37% or higher from three. So again, four guys out there at a time. That means they can spread the floor a little bit. Uh, they do have a 6'10 guy. They've got a little bit of size, some bodies that you can throw in there. Keegan Records. 6'10 guy that they'll they'll throw in there and, and let him mix it up inside some. So, you know, they've got some pieces. Honestly, though, for, for Colgate to pull off this upset, in my opinion, two things would have to happen. One, Arkansas, just they're just flat. They just don't show up to play. I don't think that's going to be the case in the NCAA tournament. You, you never know. It's There's a whole different level of pressure. And, and scrutiny when it comes to these kind of games. So so one avenue to an upset is if Arkansas just doesn't show up. And two, 
Colgate's going to have to shoot the nets plumb off the rim. And I'm talking like 15 plus threes. And I, I mean, they're a very good shooting team, but you've got to think that if Arkansas j- just comes out and plays their game, they're going to roll. I mean, Colgate hasn't seen a guy like Justin Smith, who I think is going to just absolutely clean up on the offensive glass in this game. You know, they haven't they haven't seen a Moses Moody. Those guys haven't been defended by a, a Jalen Tate or a Devo Davis. Connor Vanover, l- listen, r- remember how good he was in the non-conference? Like if, if there's ever a game for Connor to break out of this slump that he's been in, this is it, right? This is the one. If he's going to do it, this is his time to make a mark. It's a, it, it is, this is a good matchup. We talk about all the bad matchups for Connor over the last couple weeks. This is a good one. So hopefully you get some good production out of him. That'd be great, especially, you know, it, it's going to be the first game back for Jalen Williams. It would be nice if you can get good production out of Connor and ease Jalen back in and not have to just throw him out there and say, dude, we need you for 35 minutes tonight. You can split that a little bit better, let him shake off a little bit of rust, and then get rolling moving forward if, if you're fortunate enough to get to that point. I think that could be really beneficial for Arkansas. You know, Arkansas should be able to make them feel uncomfortable with their length, and, and really, especially with Arkansas's defense, you know, turn them over. They should be able to impose their will, get out and transition a little bit. Those are things that you're looking for in a game like this. You know, so am I, am I going to guarantee a win here? No, absolutely not. Like I said, much stranger things have happened in March Madness. All I'm saying is there's absolutely no excuse for an upset here. I think Arkansas is going to be just fine. It does help that that Muss has a good staff, a good coaching staff. A lot came out yesterday. You know, shout out to assistant coach Anthony Ruda. You know, we we've all done our bracketology and and things like that. But I thought it was really interesting. We got to talk to Muss yesterday, uh, right after the selection, right after the big came out, and he walks up to the podium and he's just spouting off information about Colgate all their top players, what they do, all the analytics, all their statistics, everything. And we're like, dude, that's that's pretty impressive that you're able to do this, you know, five minutes after you figured out who you're playing. But as it turns out, Anthony Ruta had it pegged. He called it. So they had a bus ride from Nashville to Indianapolis, and Ruta was all over it, saying, hey, I think, I think we're going to get Colgate. I, think, I guess he gave Musk like three options, but he pinpointed on Colgate. So they had that whole five-hour bus ride where they were diving into it. So by the time before the announcement was even made, they had a scouting report put together, which means they were able to introduce a scouting report right away to the team last night. They hit them with a Zoom and a scouting report. So they had a leg up on preparation for a game like this. And that's that's really important. That's good. And as they continue to dive in a little bit deeper with, with film and you know making some calls and things like that, they'll add to that and build on it. But to have a preliminary report ready that quick at the snap of a finger, that's really good. And and the assist goes to Ruta for that. And and then to add on to that, you know, you think about where this team is now as a as a three seed and everything that's gone into this year. You know, think back to before the season when that non conference schedule was released. Right? And and we were all just kind of like I don't know. Is is this that that impressive of a schedule? You know, everybody else is going to those big tournaments and everything at the at the beginning of the year and playing all these high profile marquee games. Um, Arkansas didn't really have a lot of those outside of the SEC Big Twelve Challenge against Oklahoma State. But what Must said at the time, and he was adamant about it, and I I did some research on it myself. The goal was to find as many of those mid major and low major programs that you can, who they project will win their league. So it tests you in a little bit of a different way, but the the bet paid off. It was strategic. It really was. So in the end, you remember some of these teams Arkansas played, Oral Roberts, North Texas, Abilene Christian. They all did that. They all won their league. And then obviously Oklahoma State had a great year, so you look at it, and, and four of the nine teams that you played in the non-conference are right beside you in Indianapolis at the NCAA tournament. 
So, so what that means is, you know, we, we talk about strength of schedule, and it, it wound up boosting a lot because of SEC play, but your strength of record at the end of the year because you beat so many tournament teams was number 10 in the country. Maybe these guys know what they're doing. I'm telling you, this coaching staff is playing chess, not checkers. That impressed me. You know, looking ahead at the bracket a little bit, the, listen, the team and the coaches won't do that, but I can. You know, we're we're going to look ahead a little bit. Uh, obviously, Arkansas has some business to take care of against Colgate. You, you can't overlook anybody, and, and they, they're not doing that. They're taking it very seriously. We tried to get Musselman to look ahead a little bit. No, wasn't happening. Good. That's the way it should be. Nothing's easy in the NCAA tournament, but as I look at it, I, I do like the setup for Arkansas to make a little bit of noise here. You know, handle your business against Colgate, and you get the winner of Texas Tech and Utah State. Okay. I know people see Texas Tech and they, they freak out a little bit, right? But I'm telling you, this is not the same. They're still very good. This is not the same Texas Tech team that made the championship game a couple years ago. They still have Chris Beard, a great coach. They do have a star in Mac McClung, the transfer guard from Georgetown. Really good player. And they, we know they can defend, and they do it at a high level. But really, Arkansas has been able to solve some really good defenses this year. And Arkansas plays some pretty good defense themselves. So you think about a Texas Tech team that relies pretty heavily on that star guard and Mac McClung and an Arkansas team who builds their scouting reports and their game plans around shutting that kind of guy down. And they've got some other players, don't get me wrong, but there, there are times where they really struggle to score aside from that. I think it's a decent matchup for Arkansas. I, I really do. But here's the deal. I don't know that they get past Utah State. The Aggies are dangerous, and I, I know a little bit more about Utah State uh, maybe than I do some of these other mid-majors because it, 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 it's crazy that you know I have been in this area where I am now in St. Louis, but just across the river in Belleville, Illinois, that's where I coached for almost a decade at Lindenwood. And one of my former players, Curran Walsh, is an assistant coach over there now at Utah State. So I follow them because I, I want them to do well, right? Now, if they play Arkansas, I don't want them to do well. He knows that. Uh, but they're a very interesting team. Listen, I, I think they can beat Texas Tech. They're big. They're physical. They, they've got a post player in Nemes Keita. He's, the dude is a problem, all right? Seven foot, 245 pounds. He's a grown man. He would, he would cause some issues uh, not only for Texas Tech, but for Arkansas. It's a, it's a good thing Jalen Williams is back. I'll, just, I'll say that. They've got some shooting, too, the, some good pieces, and, and they played in a good league there in the Mountain West. But I think that's the key. Utah State comes out of the Mountain West, a league that Eric Musselman dominated at Nevada, a league that he knows very well, an opponent that he knows very, very well. So, again, you talk about having a leg up on preparation, scouting reports, things like that, he's going to be very much prepared for Utah State if that's the draw. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You win those two games. You beat Colgate on Friday and then get Tech or, or Utah State on Sunday. You're in the Sweet 16. First time since 96. Two games. And Arkansas should be favored in both of those. Man. The road doesn't have to end there. You know, if you if you get through that, looking at it again, who knows, right, what upsets are going to take place. But most likely, you know, if, if you're Arkansas and you get through to the Sweet 16, you're looking at Ohio State. Now, Ohio State's very good. All of you probably saw a, a little bit of the end of the Big Ten Championship against Illinois because it ran into the selection show because they went to overtime. Why would why would they set the game up at that point where they knew that it could run over time before the selection show? I don't know. It also tells you that chances are those brackets are already set before Sunday because the outcome of that game clearly didn't matter. But if you do get Ohio State in the Sweet 16, they're very good, but they're not invincible. They lost four games in a row down the stretch of the season before they made a, a, a decent run obviously in the Big Ten tournament. Big Ten's a good league. But they're led by a very talented forward in E.J. Liddell, who actually he's, he's out of Belleville, Illinois, the same the same town that I coached in and the same place that I worked at for a long time. So I, I know him well, and I, I watched him grow up playing. But here's the thing. Justin Smith is a great matchup for him. Great matchup. Very similar players, similar size, similar build. And I'm I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing last year when when Justin was in Indiana, he probably guarded him, and he's got a lot of experience there. So that would be a tough one, but that's a game Arkansas could win. Absolutely. You know, you're in the Baylor bracket, and listen, Baylor's a national title contender. They're really, really good. Uh, But they haven't been the same team since they came back off COVID pause. They haven't. They, you know, it kind of looked like Baylor and Gonzaga might have been on a, a bit of a collision course, you know, like the two undefeated teams rolling all the way. But, you know, Baylor's dropped a couple games now. And honestly, you know, I mean, they lost to Oklahoma State. Arkansas almost beat Oklahoma State on the road. And and you can't – it's hard to make that comparison. Like, oh, that just means, you know, Arkansas could, could go beat them. Not necessarily, but you've kind of seen that level of competition – and you have to feel like you could go in there and compete. If you make it to that point, you're one of the best teams in the country. I think people forget that sometimes because of where Arkansas was at at a certain point in the season. But, you know, the final eight people came out today. The Razorbacks set at number 10. They're a three seed. You want to talk about dangerous teams, Arkansas is one. It's, it's just so exciting. What I mean, what what do you consider a successful run? Honestly, I mean it's easy to say, oh, the Final Four, national title, but but really, like, what if the season were to end without a national championship? What what would need to happen for you to say, hey, this is great? Is is just getting here enough? Winning a game? For me, it's the Sweet Sixteen. That that's that's kind of where I set the bar after everything you've done this year to get to this point, and then, you know, going by the chalk, should be favored to get to that point. So I'd like to see him make that. Break that streak. I'm tired of hearing about it, how long it's been since the Arkansas program went to the Sweet 16. Win two games, at least get to that point. Get that monkey off the back. And they can. I hope they do. I'd like to stick around Indy a little bit longer. I'll tell you this, though, the, the guys were pumped when the news came out yesterday. It was so cool, and it, and it was via Zoom, which is, you know, it's a little bit of a drag, but that's just, that's the world we're living in for this moment. But, you know, to be able to hop on that Zoom and share in that moment and see the reaction when Arkansas popped up on the screen and then be able to chat with Musselman 
and so many of those players just and get their raw reaction. I, I tweeted this, but it's true. It's one of the most re- rewarding moments of my career. I mean, that was powerful and it was special. And it, I'm really thankful to have been able to, to play a small part of that. It was unreal. And, you know, everybody's journey is just so different. And that's what I really liked about it. You know, you, you talk to Musselman, he's been there so many times. He talked about it as, you know, being there as a player, making it, you know, so many times as an assistant coach, so many times as a head coach. This isn't new to him. But like he said, every time you get there, it's still as sweet. The adrenaline is the same. The rush is the same. You think about some of these players. You think about Jalen Tate for a minute at Northern Kentucky, one of those dangerous mid-major programs. You know, they made the NCAA tournament his freshman year. He was hurt. He couldn't play. A couple years later, they made it back, and he was able to experience that. Last year, they won the Horizon League conference tournament he was the MVP of the tournament then everything got shut down so then he makes the makes the decision takes a bet on Arkansas and now he gets to go back and, and that's the way he can finish his if he chooses to finish his career this year at Arkansas that's a great way to do it you know Justin Smith as good of a player as he is and, and to come we talk about you know the history of Arkansas but for him to come from Indiana and the history and tradition of that program and never make an NCAA tournament but again, he takes a bet on Muss in Arkansas, and here he is, and he gets that experience. It's really cool. You know, we got we also got Desi Sills. Listen, Desi was, I mean, he was smiling from ear to ear. It was good for my soul to see him. I mean, that was just genuine joy and happiness. It was awesome. He was so excited. He didn't even know what to say. We we get to do the little round table and, and ask him questions. I was like, hey, man, you, you know anything about Colgate? And he was like, yep, no, no. I haven't watched him play. I haven't really heard of him, but I, I Googled him real quick. But he's just, just grinning from ear to ear. It was awesome. And, and you know, what did he say? I've been here for three years, and this is going to be my first experience. Taking it all in, enjoying all the beautiful things we're seeing, excited to put on for my state. That's awesome. Moses Moody, you know, a freshman representing his state. Remember, you know, how much talk was there about those, you know, the Fantastic Four, or whatever they wanted to call a group of freshmen coming in here who were supposed to help Arkansas get back to that next level? Well, here they are. Very cool. You know, as a Razorback fan, regardless of the outcome here, you've got to be so proud and happy for this group. It, like Musselman said, it's not easy to get to this point, but they've made it. And you add in everything that's gone into this year, the sacrifices that these guys have had to make, all the testing, all the quarantine, all the uncertainty, everything that's gone into that, it just makes the, the accomplishment that much more incredible. Hats off to them. I hope they make a run. Let's see if we got some questions today. Comments, see how you guys are feeling. Yeah. Kate Alexander says, I got us in the final four. Do you think we can make it? Yeah. I do. You know, you, you should be favored to make it to at least the Sweet 16. Talked about it a little bit, but there are some reasons, even though the matchups are tough, that you you have reason to believe that they can get through there. Could you imagine Arkansas being back in the Final Four? This is the best chance they've had since the last time they were there. And here they are. One game at a time, and that's the way they're going to take it. But but can they? Do they have a chance? Absolutely. Patricia Lunsford says, woo, pig, suey. That's right. Randall Files says, woo, pig, suey, go hogs. Everybody's excited, as you should be. Randall Files also says, how do you how do you see the matchup with Colgate? They can be scary. They can. And, you know, you always worry about those matchups to a degree because you just don't see those teams as much. Right? And I think some of, you know, it's kind of like the fear of the unknown. You're not really sure what you're walking into. I understand that. Arkansas should roll. Again, that's that's why they're in the position they are, and Colgate is in the position that they are. 
but you know they do have some of that formula some of that dna that makes them a little bit more worrisome than others the way they shoot it the way they can score it and they have that one star right in, in jordan burns that's kind of that's that's part of that formula you know part of the special sauce where teams can sneak up on you a little bit i think the hogs are going to be ready for it John Dexter says, I got the Hogs winning it all in both of my brackets that I did. I have us beating Michigan in one and Iowa in the other one. Nice. I, I really need to take some time and look at the other side of the bracket. You know, we've got a, a little bracket pick em challenge going on at hogsports.com right now. I'm the basketball guy. I haven't even got on there and filled mine out yet. I might, I might try to do that tonight. I drove from Nashville this morning over to St. Louis. Like I said, I'm staying here for a couple of days before I go up to Indianapolis and I uh, I listened to every podcast I could find that was breaking down the brackets, March Madness. Mainly, I wanted to hear what they had to say about Arkansas. I didn't listen to Seth Davis. I know he picked Colgate to win. But everybody else I listened to uh, and, and got a pretty good feel for you know how some of those brackets break down. I got to get in there and fill mine out. Michigan and Iowa are both very good, by the way. Trisha Lunsford says, get her done, woo pig suey. Yancey Long says, I'm so glad Williams is back. Me too. Yeah, me too. You know, uh, I'm, I'll am i just go ahead and say it. If, if you had a Jalen Williams available, Arkansas beats LSU, period. They just do. And that's not to take anything away from Ethan Henderson, by the way, who did phenomenal. Shout out to Ethan. I mean, this is a guy who barely played at all in the regular season. And then has his number called in the SEC tournament and postseason play where everything is amplified. And not only did he provide the minutes that you need, he, he was a factor. He played great defense in both of those games. Had four big donks. He did really well. The thing about it, though, that I did notice, maybe I'm connecting dots that don't need to be connected, but the thing about it that I, that I did notice was the offense was a little more uh, stagnant and unsure. There was less flow. And that's not because he was doing a bad job, but because the, the chemistry is not there on the floor because he hasn't played as much as some of those other guys. So I, I think that could be better moving forward because now they're starting to get a little bit of a, more of a feel for each other. Uh, but Jalen Williams is a game changer. He's more mobile you know, than Connor, obviously. He's got a little bit more of an offensive game than, than an Ethan does. Uh, and then what he brings defensively and on the glass, that's what Arkansas was missing a little bit over the weekend in Nashville, they got that back now. I'm, I'm happy he's back too. Adrian Jones says, took me a couple days to get past the loss in the SEC tournament, now happy go Hogs. Yeah. You know, like, like I said, I, I did a live reaction after that game, and I wasn't, I wasn't mad about it, but it just felt so weird. Did it not feel weird to you guys? We got spoiled. Arkansas hadn't lost in like six weeks. I almost didn't even know what to ask at the press conference. We've been so used to getting happy muss, you know. <laughs> and, you know, he was he was distraught. He wasn't happy. That man does not like to lose. I don't blame him. I don't either. But he doesn't hide those emotions. And that's one thing that I really love about him. Uh, but he was in a bad place after that game. I was kind of wondering, once we got to Sunday for Selection Sunday, if, if he was going to be able to shake it off. He did. He was happy. He was as pumped as anyone in there which was really cool. But, yeah, it took me a little bit to, to get over that feeling of a loss, especially especially to LSU, right? You want to beat those guys. Oh, well. Got them once. They got an eight seed, or were they an eight or nine? They're in the eight-nine game. They're a dangerous eight-nine matchup. You think about some of those other SEC teams, like Missouri, for example. You know, they're in one of those eight-nine games against Oklahoma, and then they run into Gonzaga the next day. You know, my my dad, I'm staying at his house right now. He he grew up in Arkansas and is a big Arkansas fan, but he's lived here in Missouri for 30 years or so now. So he's he's a Missouri fan too, and I I was giving him <laughs> giving him some trouble about it. They had a pretty good year. You you get rewarded with Oklahoma and then Gonzaga if you win. I'm glad Arkansas is not in that eight nine game. Craig Rush says, "What happened Saturday? Did we run out of gas? I think so. You know." 
they'll never. I mean, Musk Musk said that he he felt like they looked tired. The players are never going to admit that, and they shouldn't. It's, it's not an excuse. LSU was in the same position, but was it a factor? I think it absolutely was. You think about some of the things that Arkansas struggled with on the defensive end a little bit, uh, free throws, a lot of jumpers that were coming up short, and then they got pretty stagnant offensively where it was a lot of one-on-one, take your man off the dribble, and not as much movement off the ball and, and the crisp cuts that we've seen when this you know this team has been really rolling on the offensive end the last, what, month to six weeks. I think they were a little fatigued and tired. Nothing, nothing told that story more to me than when Justin Smith had the breakaway dunk and, and got called for traveling on the gather. I think they were a little out of gas. But that's okay because now they got several days to, to refresh and regroup and they'll hit the ground running. He, people talk about Musselman's record when he has four days or more to prepare for a team. It's pretty darn good. So you got to feel good about their chances against Colgate. And then if you can get that one on Sunday, then he's going to have four, five, six days again to prepare for a Sweet 16 matchup. I like it. Stephen Shoup says, way to go, Hogs, go. Carl Monger says, watching from Siloam. Thanks for tuning in. I was a little worried about that. I know it's, I usually don't come on on Mondays, but with everything going on with, with March Madness, it made a little bit more sense. And then, you know, I had to drive about four and a half, five hours today. So it's later than usual. I didn't know how many people would be on here, but it's, it's, it's been really good. Actually, I appreciate you guys. Carl, Carl Monger says, watching from Siloam. I, I said that already. I'm giving you two shout outs. I like that place. Roman Burnside. What's up, Roman? My little brother. Great job, Curtis. Appreciate you, man. Steven Shoops is watching from Georgia. Welcome. I was, I was, I wonder if we have any Colgate fans on here. They tuned in. I was listening to, uh, to one of the local radio shows in Fayetteville. I pulled up the stream when I was driving today and they had a Colgate fan texting in. They were making a lot of toothpaste jokes. John Dexter said the Hogs slaughtered teams like this during our non-conference schedule. Teams that live and die by the three ball usually struggle against us. Yeah, they did slaughter teams like this in the non-conference schedule. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And honestly, uh, you know, Arkansas struggled to defend the three at times this year. Now, some of it, you you think about like the Kentucky game and the Missouri game where those guys really got off from behind the three-point line. Texas A&M was another one. Some of it was by design where guys who normally don't hit those shots hit them, but they'll have to tighten some things up a little bit. Like I said, the the recipe to success for Colgate is to get white hot from three. So number one thing on the scouting report for Arkansas outside of, you know, slowing down burns a little bit is to make sure that they don't knock down, you know, 15, 16 threes. Bill Caldum says, show Colgate respect, no locker room incentive to play above their heads. I don't think anything we say on this show matters. <laughs> and and if if that's what they need for motivation, then they can they can have at it. But nobody's nobody's disrespecting those guys. Like we said, stranger things have happened. But again, there's a reason Arkansas is a three seed and a reason Colgate's a fourteen. If if the Hogs come to play, they're gonna win the game. Adrian Jones says, Patriot League is no match for the SEC. Won't be overlooked, though, absolutely. Like I said, we tried to get Musselman to look ahead a little bit. He wasn't having it. He is tuned in. Now, he'll have a couple assistants that are working ahead, as you should, uh, getting a preliminary report ready for Utah State or Texas Tech. Uh, But as far as him and the team, they're locked in. John John Dexter says Musk will treat them like they're the Golden State Warriors. Exactly. Exactly. I I think you're right. Cody Brown says, is it true that Indiana is looking at Musk? Um, I don't know. I, I saw that I saw they fired Miller today. I saw that that Minnesota fired uh, Richard Patino. I know that there's some links there with with Minnesota. I know his dad coached there and coached Timberwolves and everything like that. Uh, listen. Muss has done a great job. That that's part of having a successful program and a coach that's highly thought of. Is you know when those higher profile jobs come open, um, people are going to be looking to take your man. But I think Muss realizes that he's got a good thing going here. Arkansas has a lot of resources. 
They're trending in the right direction. He's probably, I'd be really surprised if he's not in line for a pretty substantial raise. Uh, I'd be really surprised if he went anywhere. And I, I promise you that that's the furthest thing from his mind at this moment. He's focused on Colgate, right? Michelle says, three seed, I think was the best to get. You can't overlook Colgate and not prepare. But must the team know better than that, too? You still have to show up for sure. What do you think Arkansas will be focused on bettering after losing to LSU? Yeah, I, I think just kind of getting back to um, more of a rhythm. You know, Must talked about before the SEC tournament, how he's trying to get them to kind of marry their offense and defense at this time of the year and get all those things back in sync. And there were times during that Missouri game where I thought they looked really good. Missouri, uh, they're such a good defensive team. They make things hard on you. They make things difficult. Uh, but I thought they really figured them out, especially in the second half of that game. Uh, and then again, I, I think, you know, fatigue played a factor there against LSU, but I think it's just getting all the parts, you know, all the gears turning in the right direction. You know, a couple guys to focus on that, you know, Jalen Tate has been slumping a little bit lately and dealing with foul trouble. So getting him refocused and playing back at a high level, they need him to play at, they need him on the floor for his defense, for his leadership, things like that. So getting a couple guys back in a, a little bit better of a headspace um, and then just sharpening some things up. And defense is going to be key. This team can be really, really good defensively, and that can win you ball games in the NCAA tournament. They slipped up a little bit in that LSU game. Um, now, LSU's got some really talented players who can score the ball, but uh, I think if they really are able to lock down and, and be playing their best basketball defensively going into this tournament, that's going to help them out a lot. Stephen Shoup says, we'll have Jay Williams back for the tournament. That's right. Marcus Hatley says, one game at a time. Let's go Hogs. Agreed. Stephen Shoup says, again, we, we have the best coaching staff in basketball. I I don't know. I don't know how you go about, you know, determining who's the best coaching staff, but I, they have a they have a dang good one. They really do. Um, you know, Mus is Mus is great as a Nexus and O's guy. Uh, the way he's able to reach the team and develop players, and you know, I've, I've been really impressed with what David Patrick has bought to the staff. I mean, they he had to step in on you know a couple hours notice and beat an Abilene Christian team that's in the NCAA tournament, and he did it, and he did it handily. That's a tough spot to be thrown into. He did a really nice job. But, yeah, I mean, Corey Williams and, and Ruta and Clay Mosier and all those guys, you know, I, I think Musselman does a good job of kind of divvying up those responsibilities and, and putting trust in those guys and empowering them too. And that's a big thing when it comes to having a good coaching staff. They've, they've certainly done well in the two years that he's been here. Adrian Jones says, didn't Texas Tech beat LSU in the challenge? Yeah, I think that's right. It was a close game. It was a really close game. I remember that. Keith Bolger says, need Desi back to normal. It would be nice. It would be nice. He struggled. He got in that LSU game for a few minutes and missed a couple threes, had a couple of pretty bad turnovers there. It turned the ball over on that inbounds play that led to a layup. So a little bit of a lack of focus. But like I said, he's in a good headspace. He was so, I mean... You want to talk about enthusiastic. That was a happy man on the press conference after Arkansas got announced. So I bet he's going to be fired up. And Michelle says, get to the Sweet 16 would be so successful. Agree. Adrian Jones, Sweet 16. Brian Bird, Sweet 16. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good place to set the bar. I really think so. Michael Moreland says, Morin, sorry. Says I think Mizzou beat Illinois earlier this year, and Illinois beat Ohio State. Yeah, that's true. Mizzou's got some good wins. They got some bad losses. You know, they got they got swept by Ole Miss there. Maybe it's just not a good matchup for them. I don't know. And and they struggled without Tillman, kind of like Arkansas struggled without Justin Smith. But yeah, I mean, they beat Illinois, Oregon, Wichita State. They, they're the only team besides Arkansas that beat Alabama in SEC play. So um, they got some good wins. But yeah, Illinois beat Ohio State. Ohio State, a potential Sweet 16 matchup for Arkansas. So maybe you can connect some dots there. Yeah, Sweet 16, a lot of Sweet 16 stuff here. Adrian Jones says 95. Yeah, 95, that was the, the championship game, right? 
against um, UCLA. Going for the back-to-back, couldn't quite get it done. Michael Moran says, I got us going to the Elite Eight. It'd be something. Joey Moses says, Arkansas LSU, Moody eating up the floor is unstoppable. Then Musk makes two lineup changes, and it's like Moody is not even on the floor. Sometimes if it is not broke and is working, why make changes? Um, not 100% sure if I'm following you there. I I mean, Moses was red hot in the beginning of that game. Yeah, I mean, what do you have, 16 points in the first 10 minutes or so? He had 20 points in the first half. Um, I want to say he played like 39 minutes in that game, though. Also said, SEC gets no credit all about the Big Ten, Bama, Tennessee, LSU, Arkansas. There will be tough outs as well as Florida and Missouri. Does anyone remember how long ago it was about the Big East and then they got taken out? Something now with the Big Ten. Yeah, the Big Ten gets a lot of love. They sure do. That's a tough league. It's a it's a physical brand of basketball. And you know, one thing that stood out to me in that championship game yesterday between Illinois and Ohio State is as a bunch of grown men. Just big, strong, physical guys. Seems like the SEC doesn't have as much of that. They're a little bit more athletic, up and down, skilled. Uh, so it's, it's it's a clash. You know, I think the SEC Big Twelve challenge is cool uh, because there are some some similar, you know, type of teams. I'd like to see like an SEC Big Ten challenge. Complete contrast of styles. Josh Gar says, we've been in the 8-9 game too many times. Yeah, we have. So glad to not be in that this year. There's some there's some wild 8-9 games. You look at uh, North Carolina and Wisconsin, that's not your typical 8-9 game. I know both those teams have had some struggles, but North Carolina's a team, and they've got like four seven-footers. They really grind on you on the boards. You know, they could be a team that, that can upset a one seed in the second round if they're not turning the ball over. Also says, watching from Emporia, Kansas, Woo Pig always. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Joey Moses says, watching from Southern Illinois, the Hogs are still my team. Where in Southern Illinois? I drove through there earlier. From Nashville to St. Louis. Ryan Webb says, you the best, buddy. Watching from Benton. Thank you. Appreciate you. Seth Wayne Kate says, I think it's in Razorback fans' DNA to panic after what we saw that LSU game, but trust me, this team is dangerous. Yeah, it brings you back down to earth a little bit. You know, you win so many games, you grow accustomed to it. Then you lose, and all of a sudden you remember that everybody's vulnerable. And now you go into the, the tournament like this where one loss ends your season. I understand the nerves. Gil McGarry, what's up, Gil? So I heard Indiana may have interest in Muss. Yeah, again. They probably have interest in Muss, Nate Oates, all those guys. Josh Gar says, how does Colgate get in over Ole Miss? What are the stipulations on teams selected? Yeah, they, they got in because they won their conference tournament. So you have at-large bids, which is what Arkansas got for the teams that, that don't win their league but are really good and, and deserving. And then to, to kind of even the playing field, that way some of those low-major and mid-major conferences can be represented – if you win your conference tournament, you automatically get in. And so that's what they did. Ole Miss was close. You know, if there weren't some of those bid stealers, like a, a Georgetown that ran through the Big East tournament and uh, who was it, Oregon State, that surprised everybody and, and won the Pac-12, Ole Miss probably would have gotten in. Let's see. Oh, here's Joey Moses again. He put in Note. He never saw the ball. Ote was doing well, lots lots better. He had a good game against Missouri than old ways. Came back in the LSU game. Yeah, I saw that a little bit too. He was, I mean, he was unreal against Missouri. It was like the Jordan flu game. I mean, he'd, he'd come out for a few minutes and then run to the, the tunnel there and throw up in a trash can. He was sick. And I wonder how much that impacted him going into the LSU game. We talked about fatigue a little bit, but you got a guy who's you know puking his guts out there, and he's probably a little dehydrated and everything else. And, yeah, he – wasn't as sharp against LSU and did kind of get back to some of those habits of over-dribbling a little bit and a little bit of tunnel vision. But he's he has been great down the stretch. Um, I expect him to be back back on top of his A game there. 
Oh, Flora. Very nice. That's where you were. Yeah, two hours south of Champaign. Cool. Jeffrey Goff says, where's the Uncle Tate we saw at Kentucky and Pryor? Where do you think his head is at? You know, I think his, his head space is, is probably fine. He's probably frustrated, though. What's really been plaguing him, in my opinion, it, it's been foul trouble. You need him on the floor. How many times have we seen in the last few weeks, you know, Tate picks up two fouls in the first four or five minutes, and then he's on the bench for the rest of the first half. You need him on the floor. but And then he gets a fresh start in the second half, but you've been sitting at that point for an hour, so then it takes him that much longer to kind of get back in a rhythm and a routine, and, and he hasn't been that sharp because of that. So I, I think, you know, I don't know if he's getting a little too handsy or, you know, going for too many charges and getting called for blocks. I, I probably need to go back and review what some of those early foul calls have been. Um, you know, I, I know that he – yeah, yeah, Joey Moses, you mentioned it right there. Tate still still got some issues with the ankle, I think. Maybe that thing's bothering him a little bit, and if you're a half-step slow because of something like that, then normally when you'd cut a guy off driving, you know, whether he's going baseline or middle – uh, maybe you're a half step slow and you're getting called for the block there. But yeah, really, I think the main thing is just cleaning up the fouls because it allows you to get into a rhythm earlier in the game. And, you know, he's a guy that maybe it takes him a few minutes, but, you know, when he's got the mid range going and he's distributing at the level that he that he's shown that he's capable of, and obviously what he brings on the defensive end when he's not fouling, uh, he's a big X factor for this team. And they're definitely going to need him this weekend. Okay. Got through everybody's questions. Awesome. I, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. You know, depending on when I get to head up to Indianapolis, that could be uh, Wednesday or Thursday. I'm kind of waiting to hear on, you know, what the hotel situation and the media availability and everything like that's going to be. I mean, they're they're running a tight ship, the NCAA, as they should. Uh, but as soon as I figure out that, I, I'd like to go live again on site from Indianapolis before this game with Colgate to, to go through a little bit more of an in-depth preview. I'm sure we'll be able to talk to Musk between now and then. So stay on the lookout for that. Thanks as always for tuning in and, and being part of the show. I always appreciate that. And hey, we'll see you from the big dance in Indy. Thanks for joining in.